Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of JL's podcast. This is Honest Chat and I am your host. I want to welcome you back if you are returning and if you heard our last podcast and that's what got you hooked in and you want to hear part two where you're in like this is part two of mental health. Hey, this podcast is focused around creating space for conversations to have a little bit more room to breathe now you'll notice that some of these conversations go a little bit longer and so we chop them up into um, into different parts this is part of a conversation about mental health that i had with two of my great friends chima and nathan um, you'll see the details for their socials in the in my instagram but it's um it's a two-part conversation I had with them talking about mental health. Also, on the back of um, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Mental Health Week, or and uh, inside that, uh, Are You Okay Day? And so, interestingly enough, my that, that podcast dropped on the day, <laughs> on the day that was Are You Okay Day. So it was quite um, coincidental. Or if you don't believe in that. I believe in God incidents. Anyway, so are you okay today? And I just felt to talk about mental health and to explore the idea a bit and, um, and, and some of the things. And I mean, this is a bigger conversation, but hey, four real quick points when it comes to mental health. Hey, if you're worried about somebody and their mental health, I want to encourage you, ask, are you okay? Listen to them, encourage them to take positive action and check in with them at a later date. Um, if you want any more details about that, I got those four simple, easy steps from um, www.ruok.org.au. So www.r the letter, u the vowel, ok, o the vowel, k the letter, dot org.au hey ask it be brave enough to do it you might just be making somebody's somebody's day and so um without further ado hey let's go into part two of this um of this incredible conversation that i had with these two guys and if you stay to the end and if you didn't stay to the end of the last episode we're going to have uh, my friend amy's song right at the end just um just to encourage you to have something for you to reflect on and, and to, um, you know, to lift your spirits a bit. And so um, I want to encourage you as well, connect with her, um, buy, you know, buy her album. I asked her if I could feature her on my podcast and she gladly said yes. So, um, you know, this is a shameless plug. Thanks, Amy. And um, yeah, I hope you get way more album sales as well. All right. Without further ado, let's jump into part two. Yeah, okay. Where do you rock up for and why? Jesus. Oh my god, like me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's gonna be three. <laughs> um, oh, I think similar to Chiba's story, it's been at the lowest points where um, God has kind of showing me and kind of giving me a reason to, to, to show up as you said. Um, I think a pivotal moment for me was when I was a 
up in my teenage years, I think 15, 16. 15, 16, yeah. 16 and <laughs> suicidal thoughts going through my mind just because the pressure of being a pastor's kid. Yeah. The pressure of having it all together in town. We were living in a small town at the time. First moved to Australia. So it's like, you know, everyone was talking about stuff. My mom would ask me questions later on in the week. And then, so it's that whole thing. Just yeah. being the oldest sibling as well. And yeah. so many times I thought about running away. <laughs> I got, got too lazy and ran to the church to stop there. He ran to the church. I know, classic, classic skin move. And then, uh, yeah, a few, a few, yeah, a few moments of just thinking suicide might be better enough than doing that was up here and sort of stuff. So it was actually a year after that, like still it was getting better, blah blah blah. And then a year after that, I went to like a camp for guys called Christmas Camp. I think I might have spoken to the guys just last while back. Christmas, I think, is the um, is the um, period between when the caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Is that transforming period? Yeah, so it's kind of that week of being around just with some guys, just actually spending time focusing on God was a pivotal moment in me um, really knowing why I turn up every, I guess as you say, turn up for church, turn up for family. Um, because it was not long after that, pretty much like two weeks after that, I had a church. So I had six weeks of just actually sitting there with this echoing word in my head from mom saying like maybe this is a time where God wants it to all to himself. I was like, oh, So I remember specifically the first time in my whole life um, God became forefront of my thinking for the first time. Like, up to that point, it was like just going through the motions, but the first time it was like shifted straight to the front. It was yeah. like, okay, filtering everything now through this. And that moment, and also a moment, I guess, in 2009, I think, yeah, yeah I was at my lowest. I was like, alright, what's this whole faith thing? I was at uni, pretty much broke, nothing's happening, what do you want from me, God? And then God shows up after like pretty much crying and calling out to him the night before the next day. Shows up in a major way. It's just those little stories, those little moments along the way. It's showing yeah. how God has been faithful. Yeah. How it keep, just keeps turning up. Absolutely. And I want you know, like, to throw in the towel. And so I think um, just knowing that he's turned up in those moments has been able to help me to lead out of a sense of leadership rather than obligation. Yeah. Because I know that if you know who hits the fan <laughs> that he's gonna turn up. Yeah. That when the waiting gets really hard that he is gonna turn up. So that and I constantly have to remind myself of that. Because it's easy to forget that you'll always turn up, especially when you're living like this is the first time living in a major city like Perth for me. I've always been in a country town or a small town. But living in a major city like this, it's so many distractions, so many obligations to church, to other stuff, and you feel like you have to do it all and then get, getting that 
you can't actually do it in your own strength. Right. So it's just reminding myself that God has always been faithful. And that sounds like a very Christianese thing to say. <laughs> very Christianese. Which is what we're trying to escape from. Yeah. But it's it's rooted in practical, it's rooted in rooted in truth. That's where God has actually turned up for me. Mm-hmm. I've seen it for myself. So that's where it stops being a Christianese and that's where it stops, yeah. It becomes like a reality yeah, where you exactly. live from. Because you've encountered God in the Christianese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop being Christianese and just start becoming more Christ like. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, some of the things that we've talked about is that, you know, we rock up because God rocked up for us. And so. At some point in time, each one of us has been, you know, has been vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I actually wanted to do a podcast on mental health was because um, actually this week that we're recording, we're recording this last, last Monday, no, this Monday gone, mm-hmm. um, I actually randomly asked people um, on the last recording about how's your mental health. The next day, yeah. Nathan posted this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, this uh, I think it was Tuesday. Or you might have posted it Wednesday. Thursday. No, it was Tuesday. Yeah, yeah it was Tuesday. 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 Tuesday was Are You OK Day. Oh, okay. Um, and I had no idea. But, yeah, I just wanted to explore the topic because, you know, like I spoke to Jim, I haven't spoken to you, but yeah. last Friday I actually experienced my very first anxiety attack. And it was one of those really interesting things where, like, physically my chest tightened. I had to go to the hospital, get tested. Um, blood work came up fine, and x-rays and all that. But going through that and then the after effects of that, I think for me, it presented me with an opportunity to sort of go, when people asked me, you know, how you going and things like that, to sort of go to people who look at me and they sort of have this idea that like, I've got it together. Yeah. But to sort of go like, you know, I'm getting better. I wasn't okay because um, I didn't end up going and serving a youth on Friday night. Um, we're sort of going, yeah, I'm going okay, this is what happened, this is what's going on right now, um, and I'm really vulnerable. I feel weakened, I feel like the, the strength of my conviction almost is gone. Um, but like the stuff that I'm, that I'm leaving, like, you know, that's that whole idea, like you're a Christian, you're supposed to have it all together. In the moment when I was having like, you know, the whole thing happen, like, what's going on? God, where are you? Like, make my body stop. <laughs> you know, like, that was the reality. It was hard to breathe. I was taking really shallow breaths and, and I'm praying and, um, and then kind of just thinking like, is this real? Like, is this happening? Or am I just... Like, there's no way, there's no way this is happening. Mm. Then looking back and just starting to come to terms with that, I'm just like, uh, how? Like, how do I, how do I, this is now part of my permanent story. Yeah. Yeah. Then how do I process all of that? So one of the things anyway that sort of came out of this, this whole situation is like me then coming to a place where I'm starting to understand that I do have 
deep vulnerabilities that I suppose make me, I don't know, like I, God just allowed for it all to just be opened up. Yeah. I mean, I have these vulnerabilities that I, I suppose maybe, maybe before it happened, I wouldn't have thought that I would ever want anybody to know that, I, that I'm prone or that yeah. I could have an you know, anxious thoughts or anything like that. But after Friday, I'm just like, I don't know if I care as much anymore. Hmm. Um, because that's one side of being, you know, of having good mental health is mm -hmm. obviously being strong, knowing yeah. why you rock up and who you rock up for, yeah. and, and, the, and your purpose. The other side is actually acknowledging our vulnerabilities mm -hmm. uh, and knowing that we can't do everything, knowing that we can't be everything to everyone. What's your thoughts on that? Whole side of vulnerability, especially as men. I mean, we're men here, so. Because he's, um, what you said, it's hard to be vulnerable, especially because apparently we're supposed to be strong all the time. The truth is, there is more strength in weakness and in vulnerability. What are your thoughts on that? Because you shared that. I think, I guess, as I was writing it, I was obviously partly referring to that verse um, where Paul was saying that in his weakness, God is stronger. Mm. Kind of that, that picture of, I think it's a Japanese art form, or I don't know if it's Israeli, the one where they uh, crack the pot and they're like the broken uh, jars and stuff and they fix it with gold. So like, it, it actually becomes stronger, but it also the value of it it's increases right. as well. That's right. Um, it's Japanese art. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. It's incredible. I don't know what it's called. It's probably something. Yeah. Weird if any of you know, let me know. <laughs> um, yeah. So when I was writing that, it's said obviously just from mostly from my experience and journey. The I've seen from trying to act as you were in your story you were referring to like yeah you're trying to act like a had it all together and just figure out how to say that but then when things have happened it's like actually you know it's actually stronger for me to actually be open yeah it's actually stronger for me to actually share what is actually happening and that is only happened because I've seen people around me, my mentors and people who mm. of the faith in my journey mm. have just actually just said it how it is and not tried to hide the, the struggle mm. of being a Christian yeah. as you get older. Um, and I think from my perspective, I've, I've found especially with mentoring young, younger people, mentoring young guys, is that um, they relate more to your weakness and your struggles. They relate they actually get more of an encounter with God when they see that you've had those moments of wrestling like Jacob had. Mm. You know, those moments yeah. of struggle like David, even though man after God's own heart still dude, where do we start with all this list of craziness that he had? Yeah. It's just yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah. that that's, that story still plays in my mind because I had a mentor back in the day. Which is like what gives him hope above all else is that 
the story of David, how someone that can be so seemingly so far, just looking at his actions, seemingly so far from God, yet God calls him a man after his own heart. Not because of any sort of clean sheet or record that he had. He was open about it. He, you know, he ran back to God straight away. That was the key. For me, I think it's easy as a coffee machine. (laughs) Easy as a youth pastor or youth leader, especially to kind of. um, Hip and cool and trendy and have By the way, you are hip and cool and trendy today. <laughs> I should actually take a photo. No, don't take a photo. <laughs> um, no, to have it, not only have it all together, but it's seemingly like, I don't know, it's just the culture, popular culture is like, it has to be like in the movies, or it has to be, it can't be like an unedited scene or something in your life. Mm. Yeah. It has to be the highlight reel That's on right. Instagram. That's right. Um, and I think I try to, especially with social media, since maybe a couple of years ago, I made a deliberate decision to start posting things that are a bit more encouraging and stuff. Mm. And use that tool that I guess God has given me to encourage people in a certain way to actually just lift the veil mm. and just reveal things that, you know, Make the word is yeah, the word that comes to mind is permission. Give people permission to know that you know it's actually okay to not be okay. Yeah, and I keep telling my youth leaders that it's like it's not about you, but also that you know I want to give them permission to actually walk in and step into who they actually are, not who they think they should be. Yeah, Um, and that comes from being open showing the heartstrings, showing like everything, being like David and dancing around naked, maybe not to that degree, but um, yeah, just just like just hanging it all out there, but obviously you've got to be wise and things that it's between you and God keep to yourself, especially things that you're praying about and all that jazz, but I think... There's no use in trying to hide the journey, just being authentic, because the the thing is, people are actually waiting for someone to do that, to give them a permission to actually be themselves. So I find that being weak and vulnerable is not actually, as it says, being weak and vulnerable is actually just being the real you, because that's who God created you to be. Yeah. made in his image someone who loves intimately so to love intimately means you have to be open you have to be to a certain sense vulnerable to a certain sense put yourself out there to be weakened in a way like he i guess like he did when he went to the cross mm-hmm. yeah that's right yeah that's what he did <laughs> you could kill god for the first time in history mm. yeah what a concept amen Freedom to be who you want to be meant to be, or the permission. Yeah, the permission. Yeah. Any thoughts on vulnerability? <laughs> um, I find you're you're happy to be vulnerable with people that you trust. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, 
probably. And I, I think it's vulnerability is something I've learned over time. And when we're thinking about when you ask that question, the first thing that came to mind was just the fact that personally, I don't like to watch a movie that makes me cry. Mm. Because when I cry, that means. Oh, let's, let's hang out together. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? <laughs> no, seriously, what are you doing? It's like any movie that makes me cry makes shows others that I'm vulnerable. Mm. And, and I've always had this perception, and obviously, this comes from the, the idea of the perception of, that, that men should be strong. You know, like if you watch a movie that's touching you, you're just supposed to just stand there and, and suck, it up. And suck it up. And when the <laughs> lump in your throat is growing bigger and yeah. bigger. And you know, I was just thinking of The Lion King and you know, the moment where. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh sorry, buddy. Yeah, I'm a faster guy. It's like, whoa, man, like that's. Like, and I'd always say to myself, like, oh, if I'm gonna watch Lion King, like, nah, like I can't watch Lion King because I don't want anyone to see me. Um, vulnerable cry but like Nathan said the more he's been around people who are vulnerable that's allowed him to yeah. see the importance of vulnerability and I think for me that's the same I've been around men of God who are vulnerable and you know when like so even in a sermon you know, they're preaching and they're in tears and I was like like they should, you know it's like the emotion I was like 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 should you even be doing that that's too vulnerable but it's like, <laughs> stop it stop it <laughs> but 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 in the moment when they're vulnerable it, it allows you allows them to or allows you to relate to them so it's like vulnerability um, allows for relatability if you want to put it that way it's like the only way vulnerable people can relate or can open up about their vulnerabilities when others are vulnerable vulnerable so um, it's yeah it's it's something I've learned I mean the flip side to that for me is that um, there's a critical period in in my teenagehood when um, it was just me and my mom and my sister so um, I think women are a lot more vulnerable mm. than, than men are so there is a side of me that that's easily able to go to that place of vulnerability just because I at a critical point in my life um, I had these two women and I like all most if I had to be vulnerable I could be vulnerable with them and it was very easy to be vulnerable around them um, but obviously there's always always been that the other point as well is like oh men have to have it all together um, but yeah um, yeah when, you, when you're vulnerable it makes you more relatable yeah. wow. been thinking a bit about the many emotions that men have, how they're different to women's emotions. Because mm. a woman's sadness versus a man's sadness mm. is quite different. But I suppose this is maybe something I'm trying to work out is that when we talk about these things that are, you know, when we talk about vulnerabilities, usually the conversation does come a lot towards the emotions. Mm. Um, like just thinking about how as well as girls they, they have a little bit more practice I know T.D. Jakes is one of these guys that, are, that I've listened to for a bit but he talks about how girls have had a, a long time practicing relationships mm. guys have had a long time not practicing relationships and working mm. instead but in, in an effort to so when you have for example a relationship a marriage whatever um in an effort to try and bring those two worlds together, women who have been trained in that kind of 
idea of making relationships work, working through sadness. Mm. Um, you know, in an effort to try and make that work, sometimes it can, you know, men can almost be, there can also be a want, almost a want for them to relate to women like they're another woman. Mm. You ever found that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you can be angry. Yeah. Be angry like a woman is angry. <laughs> right? You ever found even thought about that? Because, I mean, yes, You're we married, do all so. have vulnerabilities, <laughs> but I mean, um, I mean, just expressing our emotions yeah. as men yeah. and our vulnerability as yeah. men. I mean, it's very, yeah. sometimes men don't, from what I know, they don't talk a lot. No, yeah. Right. Women will talk about it. Mm -hmm. We'll talk around it. Yeah. We'll talk over it. Talk through it. Underneath it. <laughs> through it. it. We'll take an eagle eye on it. <laughs> Do another lap. <laughs> Five laps. <laughs> and then like, phew. And that's three hours. Mm. And it's just like... And, and part, the other side of it as well is being so, for me at least, solution-focused and solution-oriented mm. yeah. as a guy. It's like, okay, this is the problem, what's, like, what's the, you know, I need to go through a process. I don't want to stay here. Yeah, how do, how do you fix it now? Yeah. Maybe that's part of what I was sort of going through is, so, you know, even with what I went through is kind of understanding, like, part of going through understanding my vulnerabilities is that, at some point, I have to sit in it mm. for a little bit. Mm. There's a part of it where I do talk to somebody, mm. and then there's the other part where I, I'm like, okay, well, I can't leave here. So that's the yeah. solution. But if I focus too much on the solution, yeah. then I miss being able to be human and relatable. Mm. Any thoughts on that? Uh, like, you have to love like a girl loves. You have to be sad like a girl is sad, or happy like a girl is happy. Yeah. Or is there like a happiness that can only be expressed as a guy, like a guy? Are you talking about what is unique? What is unique to us? Yeah, like a unique our expression, expression of our emotions. Yeah. That's a, that's a um, tough one. <laughs> um, I've just been thinking about it, but I don't know if you've ever thought about it. I think oh, the, the obvious, maybe. you know, when we get angry, it's usually because of <laughs> embarrassment. Yeah. It's usually because of embarrassment. <laughs> and we sometimes think that's not a choice, but it is a choice mm. to choose to get angry rather than, as you said, to sit in the emotion and embrace it. Mm. Just, hug the cactus, so to speak. Mm. Like, That's right. And I think, like you said, yeah, guys have another practice to kind of just sit and hug the cactus mm. and embrace the emotion. That's right. I remember, like, that you know, old course I was referring to earlier, um, the guy who taught us was, had a huge, when he was in his teenage years, had huge FOMO. Like, he had to be at every party, he had to be there every time, do something, like, had to be seen, so he had a story to say on Monday morning to the boys at school, like, you know, he had to have something to say. And so, for the first time in his life, he decided to just sit at home on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, the whole weekend, and just not do anything, just sit at his door, uh, at his window and look outside, like, just embrace the uncomfortable feeling of missing out on stuff. <laughs> and 
is there that, you know, that's, wow. you've got to actually embrace this. Sometimes you have to actually sit in that uncomfortable thing to kind of embrace and be okay with that mm. and process that and actually, you know what, it's actually not a, after a while, it's actually it's not a big deal. But like you said, I think guys need more to sit and have the cactus. For me, I think, thankfully, I guess, in a way, there's been a lot of strong women in my family on dad's side and mom's side who kind of like just told it how it is, but also just give that permission to actually just be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and I found growing up anyway, having cousins and extended family, when you're around extended family, it's the first time I've ever like just talk without stopping. Wow. Um, ever. So that's easy. But that kind of helped process as you're a younger person. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you get older, it's like you have to have it all together, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think one outlet, apart from having trusted friends, is prayer. Um, I know it's how you go Christian music again, but it's, uh, I found myself in areas of just crying because stuff's just hurting. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just being real in my heart, actually like saying the nice fancy prayers, but just like, God, what the flip, man, this sucks so yeah. bad right now. How's this actually going to work? You're telling me this is going to happen. You brought me out of here, and then now what do you want me to do? I'm sitting in this car, new job, what the... You know, like that was my prayer for like the first three months of living in Perth. It was like, dude, you called me out to this flipping Western Australia. I don't even know. I want to be here. Like, what the heck do you want from me? I'm seeking you first, but this sucks so bad right now. And then processing the whole thing. And then obviously God turns out three months later with perfect wow. timing with everything. But it's just, those moments I find are very, um, I don't know what the word is, but it's just very um, rejuvenating, I guess. When yeah. In prayer, we can just find a spot and just like, <sighs> just scream everything yeah. out and just like let it all out. Mm. But I don't know, I don't think that's specific to guys. That's helped me. One, yeah. Obviously, fighting is one way. We express our emotions more clearly, but also bond through fists. Bond through fists. Part of it, anyway. Yeah. I don't know, but I guess yeah, like you said, I think I do more things that I guess a girl would do, like journaling and kind of. Well, I, guess I, I think girls talk it out more than they yeah. do. Well, I guess maybe that's a bad thing, but I don't know. I don't know. I know walks, but that's a normal thing. Prayer. I go to the beach a lot when it's summer and just actually lie down in the darkness, look at the stars, and just actually ask the question. What the? They've been thinking about you before. What do you hear? And obviously, ask the questions that are always on my mind about life. Mm. So, I don't know if there's anything specific for guys in there, but yeah, don't know. Or maybe it's just like a general. You just gotta no, I mean, know yourself. Like, like for example, you like. I'm just thinking about it. Like, if 
if yeah, in Nathan in his crying moments, would he come to me and, and put his shoulder in my, he's put his head in my shoulder or something? He's like crying. I haven't actually done that. No, not yet. But would he feel comfortable? Okay, to do we're that? we're vulnerable here. It's okay. Oh, here if you did that, <laughs> you wouldn't. Would you judged. feel comfortable to do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Well, actually, that's great. When was the moment that I actually? Oh, I did recently at church to a friend. Okay. Not outly kind of cried, yeah. but you could yeah, evidently okay. see it's just like, just don't want to be in the service right now. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And I was on worship team and then getting up this was the last time of thing, it was like whole trying to hold it on together and two yeah. people kind of noticed. Wow. Someone wrote in my journals like, look, just keep your head up, focus on what God is doing and a friend came and prayed with me. But yeah, I guess when it comes to it, sometimes I don't actually show it when it's... Mm happening. Yeah, well. No, I just think because I mean with, with women and you know my different immediately they're in that state they just go to each other and embrace each yeah. other and just let it all out for us it's like stages before we get there. It's like it has to be like we a started, crisis moment. Started, yeah. <laughs> it's like a crisis moment before you can go man I'm doing you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it takes a, a long time before we get to that expressive we're like August. We have layers. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say yeah. that too. Exactly. That's what it is. That's what it is. I was thinking onions. <laughs> onions. That's crazy. That's yeah. Not like a cake. No. <laughs> but I mean, come on, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love something. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's layers, I guess, and maybe it's for a reason why we have to keep it all together sometimes. Mm. It's because we're men, we have to show strength, and there's nothing wrong with showing strength. I mean, I think it's just an equal balance between strength and vulnerability. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's times where you, you, you need to be strong for others mm. before you can have the breakdown yourself, you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, I think... I think it's there for a reason, maybe. Yes, you know. And I mean, yeah. women do it well as well. So they'll, be, they'll be like strong, strong. And then, but I think for them, it's easier to go to that place of vulnerability than it is. Because yeah. yeah. um, we bury it deep. Yeah, we bury it deep. Like you ain't yeah. Yeah. You ain't <laughs> Locked down. <laughs> you need 10 passwords. <laughs> I know. That's just the first layer. Yeah. <laughs> but I think also, just thinking about it as you were talking, there is it also gotta be careful there is a tendency also to just go straight to that yeah mm. kind of like victim mentality yeah 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 and become whingy become yeah. whingy <laughs> it's like oh the world's <laughs> um, but what was I thinking um, <laughs> but we do get emotional over sports sorry <laughs> What? I don't know about you, like when I was young, I would get really emotional over sports, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't even know here, frustrated, you don't go through layers. I'm going to get... That's how I cry at any sporting events. Oh, wow. But I, I remember as a young kid, I was sporting my, our national soccer team, and they got to the final of the Africa Cup, and they lost, and I soaked, and I soaked. Was that too it, it, No, no. Africa. <laughs> African Cups is triggering. <laughs> oh, silly boy. Um, um, silly man, sorry. Oh, it's fine. Uh, yeah, and I sobbed and sobbed, and after that game, I said, nah, I'm not letting this national team back in. <laughs> I built up a layer, and I was like, nah, I don't want to cry like that ever again wow. for a team. 
today. Yeah, I don't know. Just a thought. Sports, but sports does get you. I don't know for me sometimes. Sports is the one thing. Yeah. For men. Yeah. No, I'm sure all of the emotions. The team loses, like, no, yeah, like, like, no. <laughs> I mean, like, when we lost that fight. I gotta be careful sometimes yeah. after my sports team yeah. loses, like, the most yeah. stuff like, <laughs> <laughs> I do, and some of the things, like, get up. Like, when we lost that, um, the finals basketball game, oh, I didn't know how to handle it. Like, I was pissed yeah, off. I was and dead and outside. I was like, I, like but, but I have to be Christian. <laughs> Yeah. And hug these guys. I didn't want to hug them. I didn't want to hug them at all, seriously. What does that even mean? I have to be Christian? <laughs> it's a Christian mix. Oh, Christian Find the Christianese in this I want to punch somebody in Jesus' name. Fireful ministry. It was like, I was like, oh, we lost. Oh my goodness me. Oh. I have to congratulate oh. these guys. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh. And then they left and you just like, they were horrible and it was like we're just all looking at each other and it's like Ugh. what the actual heck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was like cool. oh my gosh <laughs> it took a while to get over that yeah it took me a day to get and then I was fine <laughs> <laughs> then I asked you are you okay I was like yeah I'm fine <laughs> I was dead I was dead on the inside I didn't work. that's my default emotion it's like shut down shut down what the heck Oh. It was like a buzzer beater. Yeah. Oh. So it was like two over five seconds. Was, was it a second overtime or first yeah. off? Oh, oh, you first. went into overtime. Yeah, went into overtime. Oh. And the guy just threw up a prayer, and he just rattled in, and we're like, <laughs> it was like what? What the heck? <laughs> and then you. And then everyone on this. Like, yeah! And we're the losing team. It's like no. <laughs> and your pride's so, hurt, and you're like, oh my goodness me. <clears throat> I was like. And for me, it had been a while since I got in that competitive. Like, normally I'm just like, I. Right, so this meant something. But this too. meant something. <laughs> and you always play over those things in your mind. Oh, I should have done this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah, I should oh, have God. taken more shots. I should have made that oh, shot. Or, oh, my God. Should have, have gone there. Yeah, to rebound. rebound. <laughs> or I should have made that free throw, this first one. Oh, oh darn. Obviously, you haven't gotten over it. I'm still processing. Yeah, and then they, the, the team that played us won, won, won the yeah, next game. Yeah, they didn't lose the next game. Yeah, oh, so and then yeah. and then um, Gary's Gary's son-in-laws were on the other team. Mm. So Gary, <laughs> so we had to and tell Gary about it. He reminded us that they won. <laughs> oh, this um, makes me even more more uh, better uh, next season. Yeah. <laughs> The summer season. Oh, no. I was playing nice and mixed. I'm going to have to stop on every girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why are you nice? You should just well, be I'm going in. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to break ankles. Or... I'm actually going to get some Griffith shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually mean this. Yeah. yeah. I feel sorry for whoever's on the other team. Where you're going to be. I'm just going to go up and just play it in the air now. Mm. <laughs> Slob it up, I'll just dunk everything. <laughs> <laughs> you just got a gum gum. Yeah. By Nathan. Half-time yeah. store, 40 to 0. Mm. <laughs> Nathan, 38 points. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good young Cody. Yeah. Um, Sorry, did we go off topic? No, that's cool, that's fine, it's all good, fun. Um, 
What are you going to do? You want to keep going? Take this renew the main topic? Which usually is. I need a new coffee though. Yeah, take a break. Yeah, we can take a break. Take a break. Take a break, bro. Take a break, bro. Do you guys want coffee? Uh, no, thank you. Oh, my lord. Uh, I'll drink a chai. Chai? Alright. Hey guys, just before we jump into. Amy's song, I want to thank you for listening until the end and um, just to really say thanks. Hey, if you are struggling with mental health, I want to encourage you to be courageous and step out and talk to someone who might be able to help a loved one, a GP perhaps, you can get a mental health plan, they'll connect you with the right people. Hey, I want to to thank you for listening again and um, stay till the end. And um, listen to this incredible song by my friend Amy. Hope you're encouraged. Sometimes I 